Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the West Side Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dakota Esri. Welcome into the podcast. It is Monday, December 5th, 2022. It is a jam-packed Monday today, ladies and gentlemen. There is going to be a lot of stuff going on in a lot of different areas. I'll be doing my best to cover a little bit of everything today, and I'll be doing some deeper dives on a couple topics, including the hot stove for the Seattle Mariners coming in for the rest of the week. And with that being said, if you enjoy the content I'm bringing you today, as well as stuff if you've heard in the future and in the upcoming, uh, excuse me, in the past as well as the future, uh, please subscribe and leave a rating. I really appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, around the world, uh, it's going to be a lot of baseball. It's going to be a lot of hot stove updates. That's the primary big, big things right now. Uh, this is the money and the money-making time for the MLB. And with that being said, uh, breaking news, Trey Turner has signed with the Philadelphia Phillies on an 11-year, $300 million deal with a full no-trade clause. This is first reported by uh, John Heyman. For those uh, who wonder why I uh, talk a little you know, funny when it comes to John Heyman, you can uh, listen to my, my previous podcast, and it will kind of tell you everything you need to know when it comes to me and John Heyman. There's, uh, there's no, law, uh, no love lost, you could say. So I'll leave that there. Uh, perennial Cy Young, uh, two-time Cy Young winner, Justin Verlander signed with the New York Mets today on a two-year $86 million deal. Uh, he tied the AAV for Max Scherzer that signed with the Mets also last offseason. And uh, they will be the two highest paid pitchers in all of baseball. Fun fact, they used to be teammates back when uh, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer were both Detroit Tigers. But that is four scores and many, many years ago. Um Baker Mayfield was cut by the Carolina Panthers this morning. Uh, no further reports if that's just based upon play, performance, fit in the locker room, or attitude and overall uh, with, with personnel. But the facts are the facts, and I take no pleasure, no pride, no uh, personal gain by saying this, that Baker Mayfield's career is probably done. He had his opportunities in Cleveland. He worked his way out the door to where they wanted to get Deshaun Watson. That's a whole different saga by itself, obviously. But um, Baker Mayfield has been unable to been... Uh, to be able to keep healthy, right? Baker Mayfield, as labeled by so many people, I'm going to specifically say one person that is Skip Bayless, who like leads the Baker Mayfield charge now. This is what he's been saying, that he is a, quote, torque thrower. And a torque thrower, for those who do not know the term or, you know, used to hearing it said, is a quarterback that throws the ball that creates the velocity on his throws by creating a, a tremendous amount of torque by twisting his core, his abdomen, his trunk, for those who are you know, physical therapists or anything that knows the difference between different ab muscles. I'm not a doctor here, so I'll leave that there. But it's interesting that being a torque thrower, being labeled in that kind of area, there's not many guys that can do it well. Drew Brees was one that, that did it well. Um Mike Vick did a little bit of it, but Mike Vick was just so naturally talented that it's a different case. Um, but it's maybe Jalen Hurts is probably a good one. I think the biggest one current day, though, is probably Dak Prescott. That's why you see him with those elaborate, like, you know, weird dance warm ups things. I don't know. I don't watch the Cowboys games, but I just see bits and highlights. So, but with that being said, uh, Baker Mayfield, I assume and hope that he'll find be able to find a, a home. I think the perfect ideal spot for him right now is Tampa Bay. Just learn from the best quarterback possibly to learn from. Tom's head's back into, into pure football, and this would be a good opportunity for him. But that is literally saying to the league that he's not going to be a possibly starter for somebody else. However, the starting opportunities are pretty thin. Obviously, somewhere like Indianapolis is going to be a spot with them being back and forth on Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. 
Um, possibly looking at maybe a team like maybe the Texans that could be an opportunity maybe, but the teams are at the bottom bottom of the barrel and don't really have a whole lot to work with, unfortunately, are going to be the options for him to start. That's why I recommend him going to uh, Tampa Bay. Just learning from Tom, shutting his mouth, getting his, you know, his head into the uh, getting your nose into the books, as uh, a lot of parents like to say to kids my generation with school. Uh, so with that being said, Jimmy G was lay, uh, ruled out for the rest of the year with a broken foot. This means that Brock Purdy will be taking the starts for the San Francisco 49ers, which has huge NFC West implications upon this. I find uh, this is like a three-headed sword here, pretty much, right? This is what people need to uh, you know, probably be looking at with this. So the Niners obviously are going to be riding the back of that defense and the running game. That's the two main big parts of this. And the fact that uh, the Niners have a good foundation. The head coach, Jimmy, or excuse me, Jimmy, Kyle Shanahan, looks like he's got back in his wheelhouse, has a good running back with, with CMC, all that stuff. So it's going to be curious to see what happens. I know that um, there's still a lot of football to be played. Uh, the Cardinals are in shambles they're 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 done they're just toast the rams obviously are done i'm not going to slander them at all they played a really hard football game yesterday that was a lot of fun to watch i'll be getting that here in a little in a couple of minutes but uh jimmy g not starting for san francisco really puts a lot of obviously the spotlight on brock purdy and uh better yet kyle shanahan with how he can utilize the quarterback brock purdy seemed to show up pretty well yesterday from the highlights and stuff that i saw look like he played fairly well and uh, they're just going to be right in the back of cmc and uh Elijah Mitchell, George Kittle, all that stuff. So we'll keep an eye on that as the season goes on. And then uh, Deion Sanders officially leaves Jackson State for the head coaching job at the University of Colorado. Uh, this is a uh, this is a great thing for the for the Pac-12. Uh, pardon me, I'm just trying to write something down real quick. And uh, yeah, there's Deion Sanders brings so much to the table. Colorado's been bad for so long, and now it's time for them to bounce back in the right direction. And getting a coach like Deion Sanders is by far the best statement and opportunity for the college at the, at the current time. And he's going to bring a lot of re recruiting power to Colorado, which we haven't seen in a really, really long time. Oh, sorry about that. We're having uh, some technical dif difficulties today. My cat's freaking out in the, in the background, so don't, don't worry about him. Uh, the Seahawks, what a game yesterday. What a ball game. It was sweaty. It was grease for the current term for some people. It was intense. It was a lot of things that people were hoping it would be. It usually is between the Seahawks and the Rams. It's usually a slugfest. It's usually got to be really well earned. As nothing's going to be given easily. Nothing along, along those lines. But uh, first off, the big injury note for the Seahawks coming out of this game, obviously, was Ken Walker III, a.k.a. K-9. Uh, he had what was labeled and uh, spoken by uh, Pete Carroll in the Brock and Salk show today as, quote, an unusual ankle-slash-foot injury. It's like the side of his foot that kind of goes up to his ankle. It just sounds like he kind of stepped wrong, maybe, and his foot just didn't respond accordingly or something, or just not well. Um, obviously, that's a huge injury for running backs. Their feet are their money makers and all that good jazz, but it's... Uh really exposes the Seahawks right now unfortunately I don't know a better way to you know word that Seahawks Pete Carroll they want to run the football they want to be able to stop the run and they want to be able to have uh you know point guard decisive making plays throughout the air to really uh you know complement the, the the running game and the last couple of weeks the running game has just not been great and I don't know if it's with a lot of injuries and illness especially Abe Lucas was uh sick during last week's game Gino was sick this game uh Travis Homer couldn't make it to the to this game uh, f or f yeah f because of illness excuse me but it's just that game yesterday really 
leads me in two different places for me personally because the Seahawks played decent football. Offensively, wasn't bad. Geno was, was pretty Geno-like, really consistent, nothing flashy, couple of plays that'll raise your eyebrows a little bit, but nothing that really, you know, rings the bell of a highlight big-time play. Uh, the Obviously, the touchdown to Tyler Lockett's probably the biggest one of, of yesterday's game, but... Um, and, you know, obviously the game winner between Geno and DK at the very end with like 36 seconds left. The the Seahawks did exactly what the Seahawks needed to do in this game. Unfortunately, the thing they weren't able to do, still couldn't run, run the ball at all. Um, obviously, that's because Ken Walker got hurt early. He was kind of able to get going on, on a couple plays, but they weren't having a whole lot of uh, uh, good things coming from that game. Success was not being found easily with, within the overall run game. But what I can say is that a lot of props specifically – to DJ Dallas and Tony Jones. Tony Jones lost a contact lens yesterday. Uh, did not have a backup, so he had to take both his uh, uh, both his contact lenses out so he could at least see halfway normally. You know, which I guess isn't fully normal, obviously, because you don't have your you know your normal lenses in. Which I thought was an interesting note from yesterday's game. And that guy still caught that pass without his contact lenses. I'm like, that's pretty impressive, especially in a football game and you got a lot going on. So props to, to Tony Jones, DJ Dallas. You were one tough sob. Uh, just really putting your nose down to the grindstone, sticking out for, for this team. And apparently Nick Bloor was good. Their emergency backup running back. And I was like, man, I kind of want to watch it. Cause it reminded me of the Peyton Hillis, Cleveland Browns days. But at the same time, if we get to that point, we are in desperate, desperate, desperate times. So glad I didn't get to that point. Uh, but props to those two guys for really gritting it out. Cause Tony Jones took a shot in yesterday's game. Probably one of the nastiest hits I've seen in the last two years in a Seahawks game. And just gross hit. Took it right on the old chin. Bounced right up. Uh, not like immediately, but you know, he was able to, you know, re, uh, re, recollect himself and, uh, find his footing overall. So good game uh, overall as well to uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf were exceptional in yesterday's game. Tyler with nine receptions, buck 28 through the air touchdown. DK was literally almost exact same thing. Eight receptions for 127. So one reception and one yard difference also had obviously the game winning touchdown. Noah Fant, uh, four receptions, 42 yards and a touchdown as well. Passing game was really efficient, really crispy yesterday for the most part. Yes, there was a little bit of uh, pressure that was being applied Nothing overly too advanced. It's just, I think the guys were, you know, these rookies, people have to remember, and I try to remember, uh, I tell this to myself too. And these rookies are experiencing these fields for the first time. Everything is going to be different. It's pretty much, you know, uh, and uh, it's, it's like a job, uh, What's what I'm looking for? It's like a job interview every time you go into a field because you kind of know what to expect. But you don't really know what to expect. You're there for a certain amount of time and then you're done with it. And then you get you get to, you know, think about and reflect upon that whole thing afterwards. So it's kind of an interesting I know, narrative or an analogy or a comparison, I guess, for lack of a term there. Geno Smith, 28 of 39 through the year, 367 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, pass a rating of 116.1. So once again, another great day for Geno really efficient um just can't say enough about this guy how composed he is on the field how he's always like just seems to never really be um out of check or out of you know in the role or in, in with the proverbial flow geno smith is a really fun quarterback to watch he's making this team we're currently seven and five and the playoff wild card hunt um nfc implications could change especially for the west um 
with the loss, obviously, of Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'll keep my eye on that, kind of see what happens if any other injuries pop up throughout the course of the week because it's definitely getting that time of the season where injuries are going to start piling up, and it's whoever can stay the healthiest usually is going to find themselves up at the top. Uh, another great pick, another great day for Tariq Woolen as he records six interceptions, who is tied for uh, the most in a rookie season in Seahawks history with Earl Thomas. Fun little stat for you guys. Defense really struggled uh, against the run, unfortunately, again yesterday. I think they had like 175 yards rushing total. Just not another great day against the run. Monet, Puna Ford, Shelby Harris, uh, Al Woods kind of struggled as all in a group. There was some plays made occasionally, but just nothing great. And you can clearly see that in this upcoming draft pick, that's getting sweeter as the weeks go on as the uh, Denver Broncos continue to fall in absolute disaster turmoil, uh, which brings me tons of pleasure to watch that. And some of you may call, them, call me petty for that. And that, that's totally acceptable, but that's just my own personal thing. It's going to be in a position where the Seahawks are going to need to draft a defensive lineman. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about Jalen Carter. Obviously, there's Will Anderson. Um, there's a handful of guys. I'll be doing more and more draft stuff. As obviously, we get into the offseason and we can kind of turn our direction and our lenses towards the draft versus the regular season and playoffs, which we are hopefully trying to get towards. And right now, with the Washington Commanders playing good football and tying yet yesterday, just kind of complicates this whole thing in general. So we'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks. Uchana Wosu had a great game yesterday, two sacks, a forced fumble. Um, probably won't get defensive player of the week, but it's a good performance on his on his behalf. And uh, he had a really nice resurgence after a couple weeks of his struggles. Uh, he had back-to-back weeks of not recording a sack and was able to bounce back in positive direction. Also, Daryl Taylor had a nice day yesterday with a sack as well. So a couple guys getting back on the board and the sack column. Cody Barton, seven tackles, a pass de- deflection, and a forced on a and a uh, interception as well for for for, for Cody Barton. Just a, another opportunity for, for this defense to make some more plays, make some overall stands. And it's a uh, it's a reminder that the Seattle Seahawks are a young, growing football team. They do, they do have holes, they do have weaknesses, but what they do well, they do things really, really well. And right now, what they're doing well, surprisingly, is throwing the football. Uh, the running game's just been struggle. Obviously, uh, if we had a running game, it would be a little, a little bit more balanced. The conversation would be different. There was a report this morning that if the Seahawks were able to make the playoffs, there's a shot that Rashad Penny could could be ready to go, considering the injury was so early in the season for Penny. So be curious how that goes. And also a name to watch here is Jamal Adams. If we get in, into the playoffs, would he be able to go for the wild card round? That is something to keep an eye on. Also, something to keep an eye on, speaking of uh, of that, is running back depth is obviously now a major concern for this team with Rashad Penny, Ken Walker uh, uh, being questionable, Penny obviously being out, and Travis Homer out Sunday with an illness. Their need for a running back is apparent. It's very, very clear that they're going to need some help over there in, in the backfield. No uh, no due disrespect to Tony Jones or D- DJ Dallas. Uh, I like what DJ Dallas can bring. But neither one of those guys have been able to prove that they're really, you know, a three-down back or even a, maybe even a two-down back. Dallas may be a two-down back, but Jones was literally just an emergency. So I expect them to probably look at that and target that this week. However, that probably means that players like Laquan Treadwell maybe won't be on the roster, uh, which kind of bums me out because I've been liking the overall story and kind of the the resurgence possibly. And he's been great in the in the running uh, pass block, uh, running pa- excuse me, the running blocking game. Wow, if I can talk today for. Uh, for Treadwell. So it's going to be a bummer to see, but unfortunately the needs for running back are much higher than wide receiver backup right now. And they have a couple guys on the practice squad. Maybe they can hopefully sneak him back, but we'll kind of keep an eye on that and we'll see what happens in the upcoming week. With that being said, uh, you guys, that's going to be today's podcast. I'll be doing a deeper dive on the hostel for the Mariners, as well as the week continues. I might let this just build up so I can do one long hot stove podcast. If that's something you guys are into, let me know. 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook or my, for my Facebook sports group, which is called Sports in the, in the Northwest, as a uh, Teal Mariners ins- Insignia. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at capital PNW Professor. And uh, all the updates, all the hot stuff, stuff, all the numbers, analytics, uh, I do a lot. A lot on Twitter. So if you guys want to follow me on there, I'm uh, a good beacon of overall knowledge and kind of give you guys an update on what's happening overall uh, throughout the course of Major League Sports. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your busy week as we were in the holiday season. And I will catch you guys possibly tomorrow, maybe today. Let's see if Jerry gets something done. And if he does, I'll talk to you guys later. If not, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Peace.